0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network Robbo good to see you man
1: yeah it's it's great to see you now I feel like uh I've had a whirlwind couple of months to start the season and it feels like I've kind of just ready. Last weekend, being able to sit and just watch and enjoy the games was an absolute spectacle, even if I did uh, lose my Drew Lock of the Week.
0: Well, God, we both did. I mean, and I think my Drew Lock defeat might go down as one of the baddest beats of all time. How I think statistically we were just chatting before we started recording how Baltimore lost that game, I'll never understand to the degree when. So we did the game at Tottenham, of course, and we missed your proposal on that one, but with the breakfast show job now you couldn't you couldn't be there so as usual getting out of tottenham is a nightmare but i've worked it out now having done enough games there's no point trying to get a cab to get near you the ch- the tube queue is nutsville so even though we stayed around a bit afterwards like wrapped up the show still crazy right but i've now worked out a kind of back street route and i get to a station kind of 40 minute walk kind of away from seven sisters that that's the game plan right so and it's perfect because i whack on red zone and listen and bop along and listen to listen to what's going on to say the Ravens were in control of that game is an understatement. And the moment I heard they were, I think they were already 10 zip up at this point, Mm -hmm. but the moment I heard that Andrews and then Bateman dropping the absolute, absolute Dolly and commentary, Every time it went back to them, I mean the Steelers, this is woeful, all of this stuff. I, I was thinking this is the game, this is game over. I'm definitely gonna lose, lose this Drew Lock. So that that didn't come in. Look at the statistics. Lamar and the drops and everything else, like one of the craziest of all time. Your bad beat, unlucky as well. I think it's fair to say.
1: Yeah, I think it was unlucky just in terms of how. I did think that defense was going to dominate that Sunday night football game. I didn't quite realize that the Dallas Cowboys were going to be stupid enough to line Micah Parsons, who I would say is one of the more flexible D linemen that we've potentially ever seen in the NFL. Mm. I don't see why you would line him up against the best offensive lineman, maybe the best player in the Football League in Trent Williams, and you wouldn't target the right-hand side, which is significantly weaker for this 49ers offensive line. That, I think, is... Moronic, but that is why we both back the 49ers on Sunday Night Football, because we don't really trust the Cowboys and we don't trust Mike McCarthy. They seemingly every year have one big win where everyone gets overexcited and says this defense is a championship winning defense and this Cowboys team is going to go to the Super Bowl and then every year they play the Niners and they get beaten comfortably or they play some team and they get beaten comfortably in prime time and everyone's reminded and everyone slates Dak for a week and everyone slates the Cowboys for a week and then they will probably revert back to type for the next couple of seasons like there are there are Wild card team. They're a divisional round playoff team. They are, that's what they are. Mm. And that's what they'll continue like a perennial to be.
0: Divisional round Yeah. Team. It, it's interesting. They are definitely overhyped. There's something Carlson and I got into on the Monday show that's in the vault, by the way, prompted by a question from you, which was why did this why does this keep happening? Why do the Cowboys get so much hype and then flatter to deceive? I want to shout out to my mate Gav. I know you'll be listening, Gav, massive Cowboys fan. He thinks they should make a play to get a running back before the trade deadline. And we've seen their red zone issues, and as Carlson said that's a that's a Zeke gap, even if the rest of the productivity was maybe, well, what not maybe was slipping from peak Zeke last season. He did a job there. And Van Der Esch injuries there as well. I think, I think what might be quite good, a good pickup for them. How, what do you think about this, Propo? A Jerry Judy pickup, Amari Cooper, mm. Mark II. I think they need another receiver. I think Judy would be a solid, solid pick for them.
1: Yeah, Brandon Cooks really hasn't sort of materialised to what we think he would do in that offence. Gallup, obviously, everyone thought was going to be one of the best number three receivers in the league. I'm struggling to work out whether it's that offence, whether that's the issue, whether they're just simply too basic. It does seem like they don't have much creativity when it comes to offence. You've now got people slating CeeDee Lamb. I don't really know why that's suddenly become the case. I know he's had a poor season so far, but I mean, he had an amazing season last year and that was in a Keller Moore offence. They're under this new coordinator and it doesn't seem to be really working that well. So I don't know how much you can really blame on the, the playmakers because offensively last year they were good as much as the system and potentially even Dak Prescott in that system nonetheless I think you can always do with more playmakers and also as the Cowboys you've got to if you think this is one of your genuine chances to make the Super Bowl to go and win it all you have to realise that you're going to need to make some kind of play because you're going up against probably the two best teams in football the two most complete teams in football right now yeah. in the Eagles and the 49ers and you got be, to do the hard have, way yeah. right? you got, exactly. got,
0: go got to go on the road and do it I think they might I think I really think they will I think it's could be the jerry just thinks man we paid we paid Dak. i'm all in i'm i'm don't know how many more years i've got i reckon he might well might well do it might well flex before that trade deadline that's something we're gonna obviously be keeping an eye on as we build up to october the 31st carlson and i did get into some other possible trade options possible deals to, that will get done who's looking for people ben and i might have done as well actually in that show also in the book. go check that out if you haven't already so difficult week for us propo in terms of our prop bets, which means what I'm now three and two on the season and you're two and three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For the drew locks, I'm two and three, you're three and two difficult week for the drew locks, but every single, everywhere else on the podcast, we did all right. The Andrew yeah. George, obviously lost due to the bills, but the parlay again, I think that was a bad beat. I thought the Minnesota Vikings should have covered against the chiefs. I thought the chiefs got some pretty dodgy calls again in the latter stages of that game. The, mm. the Vikings did not deserve to lose that by seven points. I don't think, but then we were big on the Bengals. Nat I gave the under in the saints game that, that, Cashed. Um, we also, my prop bets went three and oh, mate. Listen to this. Uh, Aiden
0: aiden Jones got in touch with us. Shout out to Aiden at the NC show on all the pod or pod, all the social platforms. You can find us. Wow, he says. I mean, that's a hell of an opening to a tweet. If you get a tweet that opens, wow, usually Mm. good news, usually good news, sometimes maybe bad news, but it is good news. Shout out to Propos, prop bets three out of three for me yesterday. See you one, Aiden. I'm sure plenty of our listeners. A bit, of, a bit of spending money propo. You're on fire with the prop bets this
1: season. Yeah, 12-4 and 4 with the prop bets. I'm finding it much easier. Yeah, 75% yeah, I'm
0: it... propo. Wow. Yeah,
1: quick maths. Quick maths, Thanks. Nat. I am That's trying great. to... Uh, yeah, I think I am finding it much easier to read it from a prop bet side than I am from a sort of just a pick game side at the minute, just because I just think there's really good value out there. Even again this week, I'm liking some of the matchups that we're seeing. But yeah, last week was just a really, really fun one because you had... Dallas got it, which went over in the first drive for the Eagles, over that number of 32 and a half. That was way too low. You then had Brees Hall, who was just obviously completely dominated mm-hmm. that Denver Broncos defense and went for what, 170 plus yards. We got him at 79 and a half, both rushing and receiving yards. So that was just really comfortable. And then you but you've got to have one to sweat out, you know, one that's going to make you excited of for course. the whole of red zone. And Rasheed Rice obviously went over the, his yardage in sort of the last drive, but also scored a touchdown. So you got to celebrate that in all its glory it was just yeah and uh, away from the podcast I, I did some other side bets as well i told you i won a 28 to 1 aka last incredible. week was one of those weeks but the problem is yeah. that mm, the, the problem? problem is i have to wake up at 3 45 in the morning on a monday morning and if i'm doing too well then i can't go to bed and i get way too excited
0: oh See, monday morning if you're listening to the talks about breakfast Show, on a monday and it is Under par, you know why? Is that exactly? Yeah,
1: (laughs) if it's literally no production whatsoever, Uh, it's just Ali McCoys and Andy Townsend talking for four hours straight. (laughs) Then you know why? Any guests or any general propos has been on a tear the
0: night before. You know what? It was one of those funny weeks, wasn't it? I, I had exactly the same. We were messaging each other, I had. Uh, this is no use to you, a home gang, so I apologize. But I had a cracking week. I mean, I went really big on the fins covering. I doubled down but on that. But you mentioned
1: the fins on the podcast, so that's fair. Oh, that's
0: true. I did mention the fins. Yeah. yeah, okay, fair play. So I did give that one out. But you know what it's like? When Akin our, when our doesn't drop or locks don't drop, and yeah, we have a good week, it's freaking annoying. But it, it is annoying. You know what? The other thing we haven't mentioned, though. I mean, you are undoubtedly the unders king of Plumpton, Propo, the prop king of Chicago. No doubt you're the best in the business of props. But have got to say, mate, I'm 100% with my Chimache's yeah, prop. How about them apples?
1: Well, you're 100% last week. So you know you lost the week before, like, dramatically. You oh, did to have a prop?
0: Oh, yeah, yes. and Ze- yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I had to raise that from my memory. Yeah. Uh, God, so you're you know, 500. Better, I have put Zeke i up 500. Better, than I have put Zeke into our FFS team. to Get involved with that over on our DraftKings Listener League. Enter for free. can win all kinds of merch from USA Sports and all kinds of goodies. Yeah, we, we kind of went with Zeke. Uh, did you
1: back did you because i know what you're like now i won't lie like you're not you're just not a prop better like that's why this podcast works well because it's not really your thing did you back the jamal chase one i did
0: i did back jamal okay chase. cool yeah, 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 I, yeah I okay that's good. Cool. So, i am very happy about that i'll try and dig out another one on the flight. did you have
1: fun doing it are you leaning towards maybe being a prop better going forward just, or is it still right, just, just not just so, the same so, for you it's
0: kind of alien to me yeah just not the yeah. same i just can't i back yours so i always say so, like um Aiden, I've done pretty well at a prop bow so far this season, so I always back yours, or if I remember to back yours. But I rarely get involved. Like occasionally, something might jump out and I fancy it. I do the, I do an anytime touchdown score a roll sometimes, you mm. know, with mixed success. Mixed success. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll probably get involved on that this time. You know what? If I do and I come up with something a bit left field and I can't find it straight away on on the Fitsteds site or the app, it doesn't matter because I can just reach out to fitstairs because they are, of course, are friends of the show. We're delighted to be partnered with them on Edge Rush, and they are Propo's favorite bookmaker in the world. Because you know Propo comes from a you know uh, he's used to a certain level of living. I'm sure you listeners know that by now. After all these years, he is the honors king of Plumpton, and Fitz says just a simpatico. There you go. There's five five pounds in the charity box. Simpatico fit for Propo, uh, not least because. Any any prop that isn't on there, you can just message them live and they'll they'll put it on. They'll, they'll give you a price for it, right? So PropO just fills his boots each and every week. You can as well, fitstairs.com, 18plusbegambleraware.org. plus. Be you know the drill.
1: Yeah, speaking of which, I've actually already cashed a bet during this podcast because I did take a bet with Fitstairs where I got a prop on how quickly it would be for Nat to mention how well he did away from the podcast in his bets. and uh and i actually got it over under under 10 minutes and Uh, i took the under so i got it so i got it so yeah i'm really happy with that one so you know
0: what quite right enough of this self-referential jibber jabber. let's get down to business we're gonna pick two teams or two games i should say that we like the look of our drew locks of the week our Acker of the week propo with his prop bets and of course our peterman parlay shout out to everyone wearing a peterman jersey i stalked the mic about this peterman jersey is in effect Oh, on Sunday. Yeah, love that. Love all of you. Was any game.
1: of them actually Nate
0: Peterman? Possibly.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, is a jersey
0: to the game? <laughs> might, we might have been. I didn't think to ask. Still, didn't see any Joey Harringtons. Do me a favor, gang. Wear it, If anyone out there with a Harrington, wear it on Sunday if you're going to the game and take a pick and send it to us because we all love a bit of Joey Harrington. Joey Harrington, love. You Gen Zers, you don't know what we're talking about, do you? But the rest of us know Joey. Joey's the man. Right. I'm going to start first game. We touched on this on the Wednesday show with Ben and that is our game of the week. So I won't say too much because I talked a bit about it on that show, but I want to get your take on it, propo, and specifically, of course, because it's edge rush, in line with in line with the business. Lions Bucks. Hmm. So something that jumped out to me as a knock on the bucks that someone pointed out. And it's something statistically we talk about a lot very much so with the Vikings this year, I guess. That may maybe been the best example of this. Turnover differential typically will level itself out throughout the course of the season. So teams that have a disproportionately impressive turnover margin handle with care unless they're demonstrably a heavyweight team. And actually, the teams that lead the NFL right now in terms of turnover margin are the 49ers, demonstrably excellent teams. So don't worry too much about that. And then the Bucks. So the book of the Bucs is they're three in one, but they've had quite a few breaks and it will level out. But I'm not buying that the Bucs are going to level out. They were my sneaky playoff tip preseason week one. Anyway, they were my sneaky playoff tip when Ben and I revisited that on the Wednesday show. And I think, I think they're going to roll into the playoffs. This defense is absolutely balling. It all depends. Of course, if Baker can hold firm and not go loopy loo. Mike Evans, is an injury doubt for this game, and that's something to keep an eye on. He's got a hamstring injury, bit of a worry. On the flip side, the Lions will probably get Amon Ross and Brown back. Now, they did pretty good business last week without him, but he should be back for this game. Another thing to highlight about Detroit, because we're all talking about Goff, we're all talking about how much we love Dan Campbell, how legit they are. This Lions defense and the turnaround in this Lions defense, do you remember how bad the Lions defense was? Well, it ranked... Hmm dead last in the league. And yeah. I think certainly yards per game, quite a few statistical categories in the bottom bottom regions of the league. Do you remember last season, all of the problems that they had where they mm-hmm. made personnel changes defensively, secondary's coach was switched. It was a mess, right? They are now top 10 in total yards going into week six. The turnaround with this team defensively has been significant. So here's my question for you, Propo. Outside of this matchup, Initially, are you buying the Lions as a Super Bowl contender?
1: Oh no, not this moment in time. That's not necessarily because of the Lions in and of themselves. That's purely because of how good this Eagles and 49ers team are, mm. top to bottom. Like, I don't I can't remember a time I've seen a more complete football team than the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're just going to keep rolling on. So for the Lions to to compete in this NFC, I think they still need a little bit more in terms of playmakers going forward. I really like Sam Laporta. Yeah. I think he's been an incredible rookie. I think he's like the number one tight end in fantasy as well. And obviously those two touchdowns last week, he's been really, really impressive. Some of the scheming from Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, has been nothing short of sensational. Jared Goff, I think, has covered the spread more than any other quarterback has since he? he joined the Detroit Lions. And he's just doing his job really, really well in the same way that he did in the early days at the Rams when he was in a decent scheme with his def- decent receivers. He knew what to do and he's executing everything perfectly. The defensive thing, I'm a little bit less uh, keen to sort of read into and to take too much from just because we're looking at their opponents. You're looking at the Carolina Panthers. We all know that they're potentially the worst team in football at this moment in time. Bryce Young's already getting called out by his head coach. There's all these horrible, dark rumours about how Frank Reich never wanted him. He wants CJ Stroud. But then Tepper, the owner, came in and said, no, Bryce Young's our guy. And you know when these rumours are happening. I feel sorry for Bryce Young because it's a bit harsh because it's only because CJ Stroud is playing so well that it means that relatively everyone's Looking at Bryce Young and saying that what's this guy doing? He's not good enough and all these and Frank Reich's not helping in press conferences. But I think the scheming looks terrible. He's got no offensive weapons behind around. And around around we it said treated he- away DJ Moore to get Bryce Young, which seems like a sort of Adam Stevens, yeah.
0: your go-to guy and respect to the career he's had, but for the love yeah. of God, you've got you obviously got problems. And it's he's been in the league five minutes properly. Five like, minutes. calm down, everybody, yeah. on that Bryce Young. Hate. I think he's gonna be fine. You know, Betty did his quarterback rookie watch update on Wednesday. If you haven't heard that show, go check it out. And ben. As you well know, gang, college football expert, he's been watching these guys for years. So at the start of the season, we started him off with, okay, power rank them based on them coming into the league and where you think, how you think the season's going to go. And then we've been looking at that rotating. Now, CJ Stroud, of course, has torn into a lead and and it looks odds on for for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Hmm. Richardson's had injuries. Bryce Young, as, as Propos says, messy situation. But we kind of figured that. Ben is definitely of the belief that he'll be fine. You know, and this is the guy that's watched a lot of tape on him. Yeah, I, and I think he, I think he's right. I think he'll be at Richardson's. The one we don't know yet. Out of those, out of those three. Yeah. so Okay. So you're not buying Detroit as a because continuing at sh- on that. Yeah.
1: Just saying, continuing that point. So I got a little bit sidetracked there with mm. the old uh, Bryce Young thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but just looking at the teams they played. So it's been the Panthers, obviously Bryce Young in that situation. The Packers. We all saw what Jordan Love was on Monday Night Football, struggling. The Falcons. Desmond Reddy, Yes, he had a good game last week, but when he went against the Lions, he was absolutely abject. And so was that offense. They allowed 37 points to the Seahawks. And then of course they played the Chiefs in week one on Thursday night football in the season opener, where they probably would have lost that game and conceded more than 20 points if it wasn't for Kadarius Tony literally dropping everything thrown at him. So I think you have to be a little bit apprehensive when suggesting that this Lions team has taken a huge step defensively. Like I think going up against the Ravens next week, potentially even the Bucks at Baker Mayfield this week, if they have Mike Evans, they might struggle a little bit more. That being said, just huge props to Aiden Hutchinson. That one-handed grab, that interception, oh, oh, one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time.
0: And you know, I guess the flip side of that argument is a fair one. I'm not going to fall into it. You can only be what's in front of you. But you look at their schedule going forwards, it's a lot of the same... Obviously the same with division. It's the same, the Bears and the the Packers. They've got the Broncos in there, the Vikings twice. I mean, they're going to win this division. And they could hit... Should easily. Could hit 12... 12 and 5, probably.
1: I mean, the other thing about the Lions is I don't think this year the Super Bowl should be their aim. I think this year should be the foundation to set it up for next season so that in free agency, they can go after some of the bigger names. They can sort of move around and manipulate this cap space because they're only a couple of pieces away, I think, from being in Super Bowl contention. That being said, they need to find a way to make sure that they, when it comes down to it, are good enough to beat the likes of the 49ers, beat the likes of of the Eagles because it's not going to be good enough just beating the people in their division. I mean, they should be winning their division now. When you look at the way the Vikings are set up, when you look at the way the Bears and the Packers are set up, you would say that the Lions are set up to have a real dominating period in this NFC North. Mm-hmm.
0: The Lions obviously uh going to start to factor in and get stronger offensively, uh, you would think, just with although that Jameer Gibbs was has had a couple of injury issues, hasn't he? And I don't know if he's going to give me an issue this week.
1: I think he's going to be an issue this week. I also just think that people need to accept that David Montgomery is their guy. He works so perfectly in the way that this Lions team wants to run the ball. Jameer Gibbs just doesn't seem to quite be the person that they... I thought he was going to be in terms of be able to slot him in immediately. Yes, he's had a couple of injury issues, but David Montgomery is just balling right now, and he works so perfectly in this Ben Johnson offense. So, it like Jameer suit, Gibbs, I'm if, sure would be a good player going forward. But Montgomery might been suit a him ace. though, right?
0: Going in as a rookie and and spelling and, and yeah. not having to be the feature back. Hundred percent feature back looks like in the NFL these days. Um, obviously, they're also gonna be looking at more productivity. From their returning receiver Jameson Williams, who was done or suspended, I should say. Got done. Done. Suspended. He's done done for gambling. Suspended for gambling. He's back and is going to start to, you would imagine, feature more and more. This this Tampa D is what we love about Tampa at Baker and his craziness notwithstanding. Tampa's defense has held three of its four opponents this season to 17 points or fewer, right? Mm -hmm. Kalijah Kansi is a first-round defensive lineman. He might be back this week in the mix. This defense is getting stronger. You know my position on Tampa. I've been on the record firmly, Propo, for much of the season. You look at that, Vita Veya, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Antoine Winfield. This is a heavyweight championship winning team of vets who are sitting there all offseason, royally pissed off at how dismissed this team was being. One of the top five defenses in the NFL. Really intrigued as to how this one plays out. Can the Lions do what most teams haven't been able to do so far this season and rack up pointage on Tampa Bay. What do you think? What's your take on this game?
1: My take on this game Nat, to be completely honest with you is that this is just a classic letdown spot for the Detroit lions. The Mm -hmm. teams on a three game win streak where they've won by 14 points or more in all three of those games. This is that week where everyone's asking that question, are the Detroit lions super contenders, as you've just asked me. And I always think that in these weeks, it's where you kind of fade that team because everyone's, expectation of them and everyone's thoughts on them is as high as it possibly can be. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as you've already pointed out, are the perfect team to kind of spoil the party. They are a perfect letdown spot. The Detroit Lions going on the road against Tampa, off a bye week. Baker Mayfield, yes, you can have an absolute horror show one week. But I think there's always weeks where you can put things together. I think Mike Evans is critical to this. I'll be much less likely to back the Buccaneers if Mike Evans isn't playing. But when you've got Godwin, when you've got Mike Evans and you've got the potential on defense to cause Jared Goff some issues, I don't see this game being a blowout for the Detroit Lions. I see it being close. And when you're getting obviously that key number of three points, which Tampa Bay currently do have, Mm -hmm. I like Tampa Bay at plus three, I'd say in this game.
0: I do a lot. I do a lot. They are on on my shortlist for drew lock of the week i'm not going to call that yet but tampa yeah. bay plus three definitely on that mike it's Evans- also
1: a uh, pro joe split 66 percent of the tickets is on detroit 70 percent of the cash is on tampa bay so yeah nat coombs
0: is a sharp right now about that you see i'm picking up picking up the pace after my early season success with, which is already fading fast with my drew locks of the week all right so that's my first game of week six to look at what's yours propo
1: I'm going back to the well, Nat, uh, which we did last week, which opened up. It was the exact same reason as to why I didn't actually necessarily put necessarily that much preparation into this game in terms of thinking that it was going to be one, I bet. But just seeing the number move as uh, we started recording in the exact same way we saw it last week. They're going up against the cards and it dropped to minus two and a half. The Bengals at home to the Seahawks has dropped to minus two and a half at this moment in time. And yes, the cash is on the Seahawks, tickets on Cincinnati is the same as the Arizona Cardinals last week. People, all the sharp bettors were going to fade the Cincinnati Bengals. And I understand why I understand that the defense didn't necessarily look that good against the Arizona Cardinals. They allowed big plays on the ground. They obviously allowed that big touchdown to Marquise Brown. We do have a problem in the secondary. There's no doubt about that with Nick Scott, especially not sort of living up to expectation, the signing from the Rams in free agency. However, I've always told it the Holy Bengals Trinity now is mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, Lou Anarumo and these wide receivers. And yes, T. Higgins wasn't on the field last week and he might not be on the field this week, but at the same time, Joe Burrow, I, I don't care about that 60 yard bomb to Jamar Chase. We know Joe Burrow can do that. I'm talking about the 11 yard scramble. I'm talking mm-hmm. about him rolling out to the right and completing a five yard gain. Yeah. Joe Burrow can move again. And when, yeah. Joe Burrow, when Joe Burrow's got his mobility back, he is, a top three quarterback in the NFL. And you're giving a top three quarterback in the NFL who has a top three wide receiver in the NFL minus two and a half at home against a Seahawks team that people are high on because of a performance against a New York Giants team that is barely even a football team at this moment in town with, with the <laughs> amount of injuries that they've got. Yeah. That's not even like a slate on Brian Dayball or the Giants. It's the amount of injuries yeah, they've was, got is yeah, insane. It
0: was, yeah it was no it's insa- it's injuries.
1: It's just their oh, it is, their it, injury list
0: is mental. They might be getting Saquon back this week, which is some um, because I looked Yeah at but that. Have, you seen, have you seen everything you've seen everything else. It they is, didn't have one starting offensive lineman. I do you think just jumping across, do you think then that, that might be worth it might be worth opposing the Giants even with that double-digit spread.
1: It's one of those, I've really, really thought about it, but what I'll probably do instead, mm. because I hate double-digit spreads, you know yeah. me, I really, yeah. really don't like them, is I will probably just fill my boots in prop bets, James Cook, Gabriel Davis, Stefan Diggs, and just expect the Bills to dominate time of possession, dominate the ball, and offensively take this New York Giants team apart. That being said, just stay away from the minus 14 because you never know Uh, what's going to happen when it comes to a backdoor cover. I mean, the Giants, Tyrell Taylor could have easily spoiled that Dolphins party for you last week, Nat. Oh boy, and he'll probably
0: start, they think. So I think Tyrell will start. And um, Saquon's interesting, up against the Bills without Milano. Yeah. You know, I I, I think I might steer clear of it. But okay, so back to Bengals Seahawks. Um, Let's go to our favorite website. It's definitely, well, actually I would argue our favorite website in the world, not just in football, right? AZ Central is top three. If Joe Burrow is a top three quarterback in the NFL, I think AZ Central is a top three all-time website of mine.
1: Yeah, AZ Central is the Patrick Mahomes of the internet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. So here's what they say on Bengals Seahawks. This game got a lot more interesting after the Bengals win over the Cardinals. It looked as if Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the Bengals offense got back on track. It looked as if they did. Just in case, because it wasn't 100% clear.
1: No, it really <laughs> wasn't. Three Jomache's, touchdowns for Chase, 150 180 yards. 180
0: yards or whatever he yeah. had. It looks like he was back on track. I think it's yeah. fair to say AZ Central. He was back on track. Just for the record, they've got the Bengals winning it by a point.
1: They've got the Bengals winning it by a point. Okay, yeah, so we'll that's take... AC Central say. So, yeah, they've got the Seattle Seahawks covering. I'm not necessarily that fearful of opposing AZ Central as much as we do love them. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I just think minus two and a half. I think you're getting one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL under a field goal at mm. home... I would have also been very, very large on the over. So keep an eye out for the weather report because we're getting conflicting stuff right now. Some are right. saying there's going to be a, a storm on Sunday. Some are saying that it's. we're seeing sort of it's going to be like mid to level, like just a breeze in terms of wind. It doesn't look like there's going to be that much rain. There's like a 25% chance. But that being said, there's a lot of reports saying it could be really bad weather on Sunday. So keep this an eye out for This is how
0: dedicated Propos is, gang. We were pre-show deep into the research and as you know proper gets ready for not just every show but the season just with mm. hours and hours of research he's got uh xerox paper up to his neck all like a- room rooms full of stats and data preparing pouring over them and weather came up for one of the first times this season we talked about this suggestion there's going to be crazy weather which because i'm with you i can't understand this bengals and i really like the bengals in this spot too and that was one of the more than one of the articles i read was oh got to watch out for the weather here So we went on lots of different weather sites Mm. um, and we're trying to work out how significant the kilometers per hour winds that are being Suggest Did we land on, was it 24 kilometres an hour?
1: 24 kilometres an hour, about is that yeah, good or like bad? 16 miles an hour, which is like breezy, which I don't know what to breezy. Okay. Yeah, well, what a, breezy. yeah but what I think mean? breezy's fine, but then everyone's telling me it's not fine and it's going to be a weather game. Mm. And that scares me because I think if it's not a weather game. Mm. I think over 45 is a great Never. bet because if the Bengals' offence is back on track, which I think it could be to a certain extent, and Jamal Chase is back to his best, as AZ Central said, then I think that they'll be able to exploit this secondary of the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, they generate a lot of pressure against the Giants, but I don't think they're going to be able to do that against a starting offensive line in the Cincinnati Bengals, which they have. So I don't think they'll be able to cause that many problems for Joe Burrow. So I think the Cincinnati Bengals will be able to put up points. And then as we said, the secondary is not looking good for the Cincinnati Bengals. So that means the Seattle Seahawks with Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, their wealth of weapons will be able to go toe-to-toe. I can see this being a shootout now. I can see this being a 33-27 game. It's going to be a cracker. So I think that if there is if there isn't any concern about the weather going into it, if it's not too strong, if it's even below breezy, because Joe Burrow's now back being mobile, I think this offense is, as AZ Central said, back on track. Another that, that looks, like looks like it is. Looks like it is. I've got one there, which I think you're going to really like. Come on. Really like, because this is like one of your, I would say that if I'm like a prop better in terms of like receiving yards and rushing yards, I think this is one of your specialties. Team totals, mm-hmm. Rams team total over 27 and a half against the Cardinals. Outside of the Cowboys game, this Cardinals team was allowed 30 plus points to the Giants, the Bengals and the Niners. Kuba Cup is back and immediately back to his best. Nakua looks even better having Cup next to him. Stafford is still the same old Stafford. His hip doesn't look to be bothering him too much as we saw last week. I I really like the Rams to win this game, but I think seven points is simply too many in a divisional matchup. So I think you take the team total of 27 and a half instead going up against this Cardinals team.
0: Love that. Propos. Starting the pod on fire. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, our second uh, game each. Two games, of course, we're picking for you to look out to. Propos prop bets of the week. We'll name our Drew Locks of the week. We'll have our Moneyline, Treble. And of course, Peterman's Parlays as well. So we'll come in next here on Fitstairs Edge Rush. Welcome back to Fitstairs Edge Rush with Nat Coombs. Propo as ever right alongside me. Remember, if you're new to Fitstairs, new customers get 50% back as a free bet, up to £50 on the first day losses, plus 10 free spins. I think I understand what that means. Propo, will decipher that in our show notes. Uh, 21 plus, minimum deposit is £10. The qualifying bet must be placed at odds of evens or greater. We'll put all of this info in the show notes, but it looks like a decent offer. If you're new to Fitstairs, you are going to take some action. Then get involved on the Fitstairs site. As ever, do everything in moderation. Gamble responsibly. Be gambleaware.org 21 plus. Right, Propo, I'll move on to my second game of week six. I'm going to go to the 49ers, browns.
1: It's mental, that game. Do you think that um, uh, PJ Walker's going to start?
0: <laughs> yeah, basically on PJ Walker starting, which is highly likely based on all accounts. Now, there is, if it's getting to this stage and the common perceived wisdom is that PJ Walker's going to start, if Deshaun Watson starts, he's banged up central, right? So not tried for of... two weeks. Hmm?
1: Hasn't trained for two weeks, right. he starts.
0: So here's the, here's the rubber on this one, right? The, is that a technical term isn't it isn't
1: <laughs> definitely not a
0: technical term <laughs> I think we're, you know, when I meant we're gonna, we'll roll with that the Browns are everybody's favourite defence they're actually the number one defence in the league through the first five weeks it's allowed 125 passing yards per game 125 mm. passing yards per game mm. no other team has given up less than 168 yeah yeah unbelievable stuff you get it do you see what what i did there right and if you want it in context and this was uh this was in one of the game previews i read i think it was over on the athletic they talked hyped up the 49ers d everybody says it's an elite d what a great d 202.6 passing yards per game so we know this Mm -hmm. is a generationally good Defense led by Miles Garrett, but Miles Garrett banged up in this one as well. He will play because he's Miles Garrett, but he's carrying some knocks. Maybe won't be as effective as usual. And of course, you mentioned Trent Williams on that line in that mix. Better chance than some, the 49ers to neutralize that. Look at sh- what Shanahan was talking about. Breaking it down, Shanahan talking about this Browns D, how they play a lot of man-to-man coverage. They put some zone in, they'll mix in some zones to Shanahan but they play a lot of man-to-man. When you play that much man-to-man and you're also number one in the league, you got to have some good quarters. That's almost AZ Central's understatement yeah. <laughs> of the of the week from Carl Shanahan. So we know this defense is going to give Brock Purdy, we said it last week, the Cowboys are going to be the sternest test yet for Purdy. They breeze past him. No doubt whatsoever. Huge, huge test for this 49ers offense. But, but, propo. The line is seven. Dangerous number, as we know. It's in Cleveland. The Browns are getting seven. PJ Walker starting in place of Deshaun Watson. Huge concern. Jerome Ford is averaging 3.7 a carry. He's not working out. No. Nearly close to the way that they thought he might initially flashes when he came in for Nick Chubb. Incidentally, Nick Chubb before he went out, 6.1 per carry. McCaffrey is on fire. I think this appeals to me this game. Not because I think the 49ers are going to have a field day with this Browns defense because obviously they're not, but I don't think the Browns will be able to keep close to them. I don't think the Browns are going to be able to get much going at all without much of a ground game with PJ freaking Walker under center. Seven is really tempting for me, proper. P.J. Walker positive. with his fourth touchdown of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but this could be the redemption story of the season, folks. <laughs>
1: we finally see the XFL. P.J. Walker yeah. coming to the NFL. Oh
0: god, he's so uh, good. It no, nah, it's not. You're, you're right. Come I mean, on. there's no. Well, I love you, P.J. But come on. Yeah. I, mean, I hate. I hate. Look, I hate that. I It's a fair point because, and this was the whole shenanigans about Zach Wilson, right? And and getting called out. I look, P.J. Walker, unbelievable athlete fair play to him. And if he goes out and and uses his opportunity to get himself back to starting, he'll get a starting gig, fair play to him. But come on, I just don't think they're going to be able to keep, keep up the pace here.
1: I just I, At this moment in time, I think it takes probably one of the bravest men in gambling to back against the 49ers, and especially going against the 49ers with a backup quarterback, even if it is Deshaun Watson, a player who hasn't trained for two weeks. You've got to be a really brave man, and you've got to be a bit of a sicko, to be completely honest with you. Everything... <laughs> yeah tells you in this situation to back the 49ers, because even if it does turn into a ground game, because maybe it is a weather game, because obviously Ohio is one of the places they're predicting to have bad weather that suits the 49ers. They'll just, yeah. you they'll just adapt the offense to suit whatever the situation is is in front of them. They're not going to be throwing deep passes the way they were against the Cowboys. They're going to be relying on CMC. They'll be relying on Elijah Mitchell as well. I just think that the 49ers, as I've said, pretty, what, four times already in this podcast, they are the most complete team yep. I've seen in the NFL for a very long time. And yep. they're going up against the Browns who, yes, have an elite defense, potentially the best defense in the NFL. But that defense is going to have to play the game of their lives to stop this 49ers offense and also probably play the game of their lives to give the Browns enough short fields to give PJ Walker an opportunity to actually score points because yeah. you can't see him building long drives without this run game, without Nick Chubb, and obviously with his lack of experience playing this Browns offense. So the 49ers, obviously, if you manage to get it earlier in the week, always check. It sort of released at four and a half, five and a half, six and a half. If you manage to get it earlier, great but I think you still have to like it at seven. And if you're betting against them, I'd love to know your reasoning why and just get in contact on social media because 84% of the tickets and 82% of the cash are on the 49ers. So yeah, Mm -hmm. the real majority of the money is all coming in on San Francisco and you see why. They're 4-0-1 against the spread this season. Obviously that one coming against the Rams, which is one of the weirdest backdoor covers of all time, still convinced that Sean McVay had the spread for the Rams at plus seven and a half. Why else would (laughs) you have kicked that field goal? But yeah, yeah,
0: we'll move on. (laughs) I bet you reckon you might have done. Yeah, the only legitimate reason really that you could oppose the 49ers other than if you're really buying, as you say, their great defense playing to its ceiling is that I'm backing the 49ers Mm. (laughs) minus seven. I mean, that could be the main reason why. But I'm not just backing them minus seven, Propo. I'm Drew locking them up. The 49ers.
1: Wow. Yeah, no, fair enough. So at seven, seven points, I think that's a, I think that's so. a safer bet as you're going to make as a Drew Lock is back in the 49ers. I mean, it's going to be one of those. The NFL throws up some crazy situations, some yeah. crazy games. Sometimes we've seen, we've all seen it happen, and. Um, yeah so, cover. Are you worried about
0: the little back, late, that I, late game backdoor i'm just
1: worried about deshaun watson playing and being able to get something going on offense uh, and maybe yeah. the defense being have to keep the 49ers to say 20 points and the browns managing to find a way to score two touchdowns that's probably yeah. what my fear is in terms of this number but if it is pj walker i think you should be very confident that being said for my drew lock of the week i'm basically going with the 49ers version of the under which is the under in the saints texans game the under and so it's under 42 and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I've said this on this podcast every week. The Saints are 0 and, so they're 5 and 0 to the under so far this season. Mm. The last time there was 40 plus points in a Saints game was the 20th of November, 2022. The Saints are 5-0 to the under this season. They were 5-0 to the under at the back end of last season. Cam Jordan has said that he thinks this is the best defense he has ever been a part of, which is saying something. Mm. And yes, we've already talked about it. We love CJ Stroud on this show. We're really impressed by him. But I think it's always a different situation when you're a rookie quarterback going up against one of the best defenses in the league. I think Dennis Allen is a defensive mastermind. I think he's a terrible head coach. I think situationally, he is awful. But I think he is a defensive mastermind. And I struggle to see any way that the Texans can put up serious points and on the other side of the ball yes the Saints had 34 points against the Pats last week but that's easy to do with constant short field thanks to the Patriots incompetence so I think this is going to be a tight cagey game but I just yeah when you're getting over for why are they making the total over 40 points when the Saints clearly are a team that constantly plays cagey low scoring football I mean even last week they managed to put 34 points And the under still cashed because they shut out the Patriots. They are literally (laughs) like, in terms of like the 49, in terms of Brock Purdy, regular season game wins, where he's just been unbelievable since he's came into the league. The Saints pretty much under Dennis Allen have just been a constant under team. And I don't know if I'm falling into a trap here. I don't know if the market is luring me into this, but Mm. people are still betting on the over. 50% of the tickets are still on the over. I just don't understand why people think that the New Orleans Saints are a, High scoring team. They are it's the
0: car factor. I think. It, I think he's yeah. just one of those quarterbacks that I. I think historically people have felt that they have been. I. I don't think it's legacy stuff like that. you think car oh, is going to come good? He's still got acclimatizing. It'll cut. He's the kind of guy that can really air it out. Kamara's back. I think it's those sort of very mm. superficial reaches that. But that's why you are the owner of King of Plumpton Propo because you were looking at the data and looking at the numbers and, and making that. So, is that your Drew Lock? You're going with that?
1: That's my Drew Lock of the week. Love yeah, that. Because- All right, lock
0: them up. So, Look them up. So
1: we're going 49ers in the under in the Saints game, which are two right. pretty obvious picks. But yeah, we're doing it. Oh
0: God, now I'm worried Deshaun Watson's going to have. BJ yeah. Walker with the game of his life, folks. Um yeah. And it's
1: 43-40 in the Texans-Saints. <laughs> it's an absolute <laughs> yeah, shootout between Darren Car and That <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like
0: Carlson's unders pick <laughs> yeah. it's done within the quarter. What game was that? Was it the... The Dolphins. There's was the 90 Dolphins. points yeah, and he yeah. took
1: the under. Yeah, they actually doubled the <laughs> amount of points there was on the over-under. It was one it was of the greatest like, of all time. He just
0: took it. That was his Lock of the week.
1: That was his lock of the week. Yeah. To be fair, it's same as I did the the Texans Colts game. Do you remember that went over in the first half.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had some classics. Uh, okay, speaking of which, we need to get back on a roll with our money line, Akka because we've been pretty poor. What are we on the season? Two and, three, one and three now. Huh? Two and three. Two and three. Okay, all right. Yeah, so yeah. better than I thought. All right. Yeah, Two there's been
1: three. five weeks now. You, you're aware of that? There's been five
0: weeks of... <laughs> hey, I got the 75% pretty quick earlier on. So <laughs> all right. So here we're going to go. We're going to go San Francisco over Cleveland, right? Pretty obviously. Yeah. What we just said. B J. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> that will be a last second two-point conversion to win it. The... B J. Walker's going to run it in himself. The... <laughs> um, So the 49ers over Cleveland. We're going uh, Rams at home against Arizona. Mm -hmm. We like that, as we've also talked a bit about. And then Philly heading to New York to Mm. take on the Jets. We like Philly. One of the best teams, as as we said, not just in the NFC in football right now. We're slightly worried about that, weren't we, as well? The Zach Mm. Wilson, the comeback trail. But you asked me a very interesting question before we started rolling, which is, is Zach Wilson, I think he eloquently put it shits the bed in that game is that him done is this his last shot at it it, in other words if he has a if the Jets lose which they expected to but he plays similarly to how he did last time promising me he'll obviously get a stay of execution but is the next Zach wilson mayor game the last last Mm. shot for him I think it probably is isn't
1: it yeah I think it probably is the one thing I'm not buying into is this idea that they're just gonna immediately like trade for Kirk Cousins and considering the amount of pieces and picks they've already lost to the Aaron Rodgers trade. I'm not sure that they just throw everything away yeah. and get Kirk Cousins in to try and give them an opportunity to make the playoffs, but then give them an opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to come back in in time. Yeah. Just because I don't know how much Kirk Cousins could do with this team. Realistically. It'd I don't two know. And if...
0: Four as well. You know, if it was this week, they will be two and four, right? So in yeah. The, in the AFC East already. That's going to be. Yeah. Well, they're not going to win the east, but that's going to be tricky for them to get a wild card at, at that level with the with the schedule they've got. So I think you might be right. I think they might just be all right. And actually, maybe that's there's reason to stay with Zach Wilson, give him some games, write the season off, and see what they really have. One last, one last look at him. Uh okay, so that is our money line treble. Just back those straight up on the nose. It gets uh, about 1.3, 1.4 to 1, something like that. Over evens anyway. So we like that, we're confident about that. As we are indeed about our prop bets of the week. Propo, as we said earlier, hitting 75% on his prop bets of the week. So take it away, kiddo. What do you got?
1: Yeah, we're starting in London, and I'm going with in the same sense as we were discussing earlier in terms of that record. Bad game for the Ravens receivers, which cost has as Drew Lock last week. I'm going back to the well and going Zay Flowers over 54 and a half receiving yards. Among 112 qualified wide receivers, Flowers ranks ninth in target share and 17th in first read target share. I think the rookie has cemented himself as Lamar's favourite receiver and going up against a secondary that lacks serious talent in the Titans. He should go over this number. I like this as a bounce back spot. Lamar Jackson actually threw the ball really well last week. He ended up, despite only putting up 10 points as PFF's number one graded quarterback in week five. We just saw record level drops, as we've already said, on the podcast for the Ravens, which I can't see happening again. So I like Zay Flowers going over 54 and a half receiving yards live on TalkSport in London on Sunday. My next one is TJ Hawkinson over 51 and a half receiving yards Chicago allow the 10th most receiving yards to tight ends letting big plays go to the big men is what they do and without Justin Jefferson I think the Vikings are going to pepper Hawkinson a lot of people are talking about an increased target share for KJ Osborne but I see Cousins relying on the two pieces he seems to trust the most outside of JJ and that's Addison and Hawkinson I think there's good value on this number especially going up against such a bad defense in the Chicago Bears and my last one I've already mentioned it I really like the LA Rams have a big offensive week so I think Cooper Cup over 83 and a half receiving yards is a really good bet people thought Cup would be eased back into this offense not so much he had an 87% route run rate with a 32.4% target share last week this offense could be absolutely electric with Cup and Nakua and instead of one taking catches away from the other I think both are just going to feast because they both create a nightmare for opponents defenses they open up space for each other and we also have a cards D that just allowed a monster game 180 yards or whatever to Jamal Chase so I can't see them being able to stop Cooper Cup so it's a receiving yards week for me TJ Hawkinson Cooper Cup and Zay Flowers all going over the number quickly I just want to get your thoughts the Bears Vikings game now I, hmm. I think I'm going to be again putting quite a lot of prop bets building some same game parlays for that as well just because I see that being actually whether weather permitted again it's another weather game I'm going to keep my eye on that all weekend long but I just think when you're looking at both of those secondaries and both those defenses Justin Fields has now seen me getting it going on offense and yeah Kirk Cousins, like they're one of the best passing teams. They're one of the best passing offences in the NFL. Kevin O'Connell does such a great job with that offence. I and mean, even without Justin Jefferson, uh, I think they can have a really successful period with the likes of Addison, with the likes of Hawkinson. What's your take on that game? Vikings minus two and a half right now, going up against the Bears. You kind of feel like whoever loses this game, their season's over, whoever wins this game, might have a chance of a backdoor playoff run. It's in Chicago. Chance of weather game. Are you fully in? on Justin Fields sort of like being fully back in terms of this offense or, and are you like fully out on the Vikings or are you seeing it somewhere in between?
0: I think the weather's fascinating because I think assuming it's not, and I guess it must be right. Looking at the total here, 43 and a half, that must be, because the over is the play, I think, isn't it?
1: I, I thought the over was the play. I'm looking at... There's a chance of rain showers in this case. So it's 19 miles an hour wind, which again mm. is so that's similar to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's 17 mile, uh, miles per hour wind. Okay. Chicago's 19 miles per hour. So I think yeah, there's a chance of rain showers and it's going to be quite windy, but it's, I don't think that's going to be like extreme, mm. you know. And I, think I like the that, over,
0: 43 and a half. Yeah, I'd, I'd take a bit of that.
1: I think you just wait to see what the weather's going to be like on the day and then mm. as soon as you know that it's not going to be drastic and it's not one of those like that bears... Niners game last year where you could barely see the game as it was going on like I think as long as you don't have that level I think there's a I think these are two bad defenses going up against two reasonably good offenses I think
0: the chance of it going over 43 and a half is pretty good love that Um, right we're going to do our Peterman parlay uh, we're going to end on a and parlay right that's where we're going to wrap up now I'm going to hand this over to you probably because you've done all the heavy lifting on this
1: Yeah. So, I mean, to be fair, like I've got in there, the Bucks plus three, which we both already talked about. I think that they've got a good chance of covering this number. We like it to be ugly. Everyone's high on the lines this week. So we're going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers off a buy in this spot at home. The other one is Ravens minus four in London. Now you're saying, how can a favourite be ugly? Well, I think it can be when you've got as public a dog as the Tennessee Titans. Everyone knows the Mike Vable covers as an underdog covers the spread as an underdog on record numbers, Mike Tomlin level. So the amount of people who will be back in the Titans going into London this week is remarkable. And I think we've seen the benefits of the Jacksonville Jaguars having more time in London over the past couple of weeks, dominating the bills, dominating the Falcons who are both good football teams. The Ravens have come down on Tuesday. Titans aren't getting hit till Thursday. I think that does have an impact. And I think again, People are going to be low on the Ravens because of that loss to the Steelers last week when people don't actually realise that they actually had a very solid offensive performance. It was just one of those freak weeks like the Kansas City Chiefs had in week one where everyone dropped the ball. I'm just going to keep mentioning it now just to rub it in on you. Uh, so I like the Ravens. I think it's a good matchup for their passing offence going up against this Titans secondary. And the last one, again, going back to this London thing, Jags spent two weeks in London flying back. Yes, they've got a home game against the Colts, but I think the Colts are actually going to be fresher going into this one. It's a gardner Minshew revenge game. And if I think the Jags win this game, that to be completely honest with you, I think they're better. they better football team. I think the Colts have been one of those sort of like plucky teams so far who have overachieved. But at the same time, I think four points is just simply too many for a divisional game. Everyone's reading too much into that Jags-Colts game at the start of the season where the Jags won by 10 points. I think the Colts have enough talent on this roster to cause the Jags some problems. Yes, Trevor look, Trevor Lawrence looked great in London, but I think this will be a KG three-point game either side. So I'm going Colts plus four, Ravens minus four, Bucks plus three as the Peterman parlay this week. And we've been... We've had two wins and one loss for the last three weeks. One has to, one has to come through. I feel good about so close. We've been I so close. I feel good about it.
0: We'll get it this time. Uh, if you are going to have any action, as we've said a few times, Fitzdares, they're our partner on this. They're the only bookmaker who will double your payout if your winning first touchdown bet goes on to score again in the game. That's for the regular season only. There's a maximum extra pair of £500. Terms apply. 21plusbgamblerware.org. plus I think my prop bet, I've got to do that, right? So yeah, you've got to
1: do your prop bet. What's your prop bet?
0: I'm going to go Josh Allen, three touchdowns or more.
1: What, like, what do you mean? Like passing?
0: Yeah. Oh, right, okay, fair, fine, fair yeah, distinction, yeah, yeah. sorry. Three plus yeah. passing touchdowns, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so not like three total touchdowns. Okay. i
0: will go three plus passing touchdowns, yeah. Okay, Three I like that. Up, yeah. There we go. Three, so, half, so over
1: two and a half. Can you just over please, two. Can, you, can you please? I know you're new to this, but you've you got to teach me the terminology King, right. Yeah.
0: Over two and a half. Okay.
1: Josh Allen over two and a half passing touchdowns. Just say it's that again.
0: Josh Allen over two and a half passing touchdowns. Well done, Nat. Good pick. Thanks, I like buddy. It. Hey, listen, I'm 500. I'm not far behind you on yeah. that. <laughs> uh, all right. Brilliant stuff. Get involved. Get involved with our picks contest as well. I'm still, speaking of not far behind you, you're not far behind me now not that. Oh, no, you are. No, I'm still far behind, far behind you. I mean, you're me.
1: just, it's just a joke. It's just an absolute joke. And also I did that stupid, stupid thing where I flipped my pick from the fact to Texans Got it in my own head. I picked oh, the Falcons. And then I messaged Seb, being like, I want to go back to the Texans because I hate Desmond Ridder. And Desmond Ritter obviously has the best game he's had as a professional. Of course. And he wins that game. So that was stupid. That was stupid. And then you I got my what? own head about the Patriots as well. I don't like this money line thing. It's not my style, Matt.
0: Propo, you know what we haven't done is we haven't used ChatGPT this week, even though we promised on the show last week we would. So we will give a little teaser for listeners because that's remiss of us. It is NFL London, so we are a little bit crazy. But all right, uh... What are we asking Chat GPT? We're going to ask Chat GPT, will the. Okay, well, let's, let's pick a
1: game. Yeah, so let's pick. No, let's 49ers, pick a game. What no, no, no don't match do match. one we've already picked. Pick a game that we haven't picked. Okay. So let's go with. It's basically Texan Saints is essentially a pick 'em. Who would win in a game in Houston between the Saints and the Texans?
0: Who will win
1: Houston the game or, between.
0: Because yeah. also, doesn't Chat GPT only have data up to 2021? So this will be interesting. Between the Houston Texans. It's in, where is it? It's in, the, it's in New Orleans, isn't it? Uh, no, it's in Houston. Oh, it's in, okay. Uh, In Houston. Week six, NFL 2023 season. I think by saying that, they'll say, I don't have the data, but let's see what he says. I can't predict the outcome. Oh, we can't predict the outcome of future sporting events. Uh, Give it a guess. Let's <laughs> see what he says. Give it a guess. I can certainly provide a guess. Okay, here we go. But remember, this is purely speculative. There are no guarantees in sports. Uh, of course, that's have to that, yeah. Okay. The outcome of an NFL game depends on numerous variables, including the team's current form. It's like AZ Central. Yeah, right? yeah I was about <laughs> to say, yeah. It depends on how good the quarterback is. And yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's say the Houston Texans win the game against the Saints in week six of the 2020 he's picked the he's picked the texans pick the te- chat
1: gpt has chat picked, the picked the texans to win the, the game yeah,
0: so yeah that yeah. means they're all taking
1: right. houston at plus one and a half as well so we'll give chat gpt his okay. true
0: lock so that's his true lock all yeah. right. so he's up and running on this as well he's yeah getting, okay. i love yeah. this okay chat gpt bold pick i love it he's obviously a big cj stroud fan which is uh, which makes a lot of sense all right brilliant stuff um get involved uh in the show notes with links to all kinds of good stuff finding us on social youtube get involved with us on youtube we're putting videos up from all of the shows that we put out over on youtube uh, so shout out to dave Seb, and the crew there lots of you leaving reviews as well on spotify on apple pods we massively appreciate that so keep those coming we'll keep reading those out and i'll be back monday with our mic for the that mike monday show how about them apples propo enjoy the weekend bro let's yourself to yourself this week